Hey there, I'm Stephanie Shaw. Welcome to the Hello Hot Flash podcast, where midlife women can learn from guest experts and authors who discuss menopause and all that comes with this new chapter in our lives. Hello Hot Flash, where we learn to control the change and not let the change control us. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hello Hot Flash, where we teach you how to control the change. I'm excited to be here with my guest today, Emma Bradford. Emma, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you so much for having me here. Yes, yes. So Emma is in Spain, you guys. And I was telling her, like, this is the second person I've talked to in the last couple of days of Spain. So maybe, maybe like, you know, the environment's trying to tell me I need to take a trip or something. (laughs) (laughs) Come and visit. (laughs) Yes, exactly. You guys, Emma is a creative, intuitive NLP trainer, and we'll find out what that means in just a moment. She's also an artist and a teacher with over 10 years experience supporting clients worldwide, both in individual sessions and in group workshops to return to calm and fall back in love with themselves and with life. And I'm excited to have you here today. So once again, thanks for being here. This is going to air sometime in the holiday season. And we know that during the holidays, we relax and then we get hard on ourselves. So, you know, you're relaxing, you're eating the German chocolate cake, which is what I love to eat, and the tiramisu, which is also what I love to eat. And you're kind of, you know, may add on a couple of extra pounds during the holiday season. What we're going to talk about today is body image, like don't beat yourself up if that happens. Don't think that the beginning of the year you have to start, you know, training for a marathon or so forth. We want you to recognize how beautiful you are. And Emma is going to help us with some practical tips so that we can get out of our heads when we think that, you know, we just messed up because we enjoyed our, ourselves and our family over the holidays. So I appreciate you being here to share that. Emma, tell us a little bit about your story. As you said, I'm an NLP trainer and I got into NLP originally because I was experiencing panic attacks on a weekly basis. And this was many years ago. There was a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of overwhelm. And it just built up, built up like a pressure cooker until it became panic attacks. I needed some help. I needed some support to really help me step out of all of the fearful self-talk, like the negative self-talk that so many people experience. And also to understand the connection between the mind and the body. Now, this is something that often we're not taught about at school. (laughs) And it would be wonderful if we are. Um, Doing the NLP training, I initially did it just for me, the practitioner training, just to help me to really understand my own thoughts and my own emotions. And about halfway through the training, I suddenly realized, I was like, wow, this is so useful and so straightforward and like step-by-step processes and tools. And why aren't we being taught this? And it was like this light bulb moment. And I realized that I could start doing this as a job as well. I never thought that at the beginning. And then many years later, I ended up being an NLP trainer and training new practitioners. And then now what I do is I blend NLP with creative arts and dance. So I have my own training called Creating Change. And I also do other things like mix it all up together. I have my own version of it. It's not just pure NLP because NLP was this wonderful foundation Though being a very creative person, as you can probably see behind me, (laughs) I I love bringing everything else into it and making it a really full, embodied, interactive experience. So this really helped me. So it was a mixture of NLP, 
acupuncture and reducing caffeine that helped get rid of the panic attacks completely. And I've been helping women from all around the world, like really helping them to come back in a more grounded, calm, centered way of being within themselves and like really recognizing the truth of who they are and not getting so caught up in those negative stories. It's very easy to listen to those stories and believe those stories, but we're something else completely. And and so much of my work is focused on who are we really? Who are we truly? And can we come back to that? So you mentioned NLP a couple of times. What is an NLP trainer? What does that stand for? So NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, is all to do with what goes on within the unconscious mind. So we have the unconscious filters, we have our beliefs, we have our values, we have everything that's going on unconsciously. It's like our map, our blueprints that we go through life with. And much of that has been formed according to the experiences that we had when we were little. And then we have linguistics. So that's the neurology to do with the, the unconscious patterns there. Then the linguistic is to do with the words that we're using, how we communicate to ourselves and others. And then programming is to do with all the tools and techniques that there are. So essentially, it's like this toolkit to understand why you do what you do and and how to make changes in any unhelpful patterns of thought or behavior that are useful. Now, there are many different variations out there. NLP is very widely used in business. It's very widely used in sales and marketing. And how I use it, I use it in communicating with the with the inner child. It's very much used in a, in a holistic sense in how I use it. Tony Robbins, I'm sure some people have heard of Tony Robbins. He uses NLP, whether people love him or hate him, <laughs> he uses that. Joe Dispenza as well uses some NLP. Politicians sometimes use NLP. Like Those are other forms of using NLP that I don't really use. And then I use it in a different way that's very much about coming back to the heart and like, who am I? And where does this thought come from? Where does this belief come from like who am I really and and how can I start making changes that is so important and you mentioned earlier like this is stuff that needs to be taught earlier in our lives so we're not in our 40s 50s 60s still carrying that baggage of what may have happened in the past and or allowing our environment to impact us so our audience is primarily made up of women in that age group. So 35 plus. And as we age, our body image, is, it's surprising how much we're impacted by our body image and the thoughts that are still in our head. What are some steps that women can take to foster a more positive body image as we begin to age? Yes, this is such an important topic. And I've done many workshops on this, like helping women to really see the big picture so this is often the case like with negative self-talk and when we're singling out certain things with in terms of our body or we look in the mirror and we we're looking at the surface of our body and and like how things look we're just looking at one little bit of the picture and this is the problem like we're only focused on one point and we're not seeing the entirety of who we are so we have a physical body and i have fingers, hands, feet, legs, like I have all these different parts in my body. And when I'm just focused on like one or two little pieces, like I'm focused on the wrinkles or the dark circles or the gray hairs or or the extra weight or the like whatever it is, like focused on one 
one little bit, I'm missing the expansiveness of who I am as a woman. Like as women, we are so much, like we're made up of so many different things. We're multidimensional. Like there are so many different things to us, not just a wrinkle, not just a gray hair. So it's coming back to like, what's the bigger picture? So that's important is to really expand the perspective. And a great question to ask ourselves is, aren't I more than that? Mm. Aren't I more than that? So yes, I may have gray hairs, but aren't I more than that? (laughs) I may have bags under the eyes, but aren't I more than that? And getting into the practice of asking ourselves that question, and that could be something that we make a really practical practice, like stick it on a post-it note or put it as a reminder, a notification on your phone, or like put it somewhere where you can see it and you can start making that a regular habit. Like, aren't I more than that? And we start connecting to that greater experience. Now, there's another thing that I often teach that is really useful is when we're looking at the surface level of the body, like often, like when we look in the mirror, looking at how things look, and we're looking at it through the filter of our belief system. And if there are any negative beliefs there, any limiting beliefs, then our perspective is distorted. It's filtered according to our belief system. And I really encourage my students and my clients to start noticing body parts as a collection of experiences rather than surface level appearances. And that's a really important distinction. So it's like, okay, I have hands, but what have these hands helped me to experience? What have I experienced thanks to these hands? Like, what do they allow me to do? So many things, massages, holding hands, typing, painting, drawing, (laughs) like carrying the shopping, like all these different things that I get to experience in life thanks to these hands. So especially if women have gone through like pregnancy and have had children and then age and like there's so many experiences there and our body is this collection, this beautiful collection of all these memories and experiences. And when we see ourselves through that perspective, then we can start to bring in some self-tenderness and really to be a little kinder to ourselves. I love that so much. And I try so hard to do that all the time because so my hair is a lot grayer than it probably looks right now. I use a color stick. I don't use that. But I often think about, you know, each one of those strands of hair. I know there's biology behind it, but I also think of the years that I've had, the experience that I have, new wisdom that I have, even with like, I'm thinking, oh, you know, up top's not as the same size as it used to be kind of thing, but I've been able to nourish and nurture children. And you're so right. When you start to break down the body parts and understand how um, important they are to your journey and stop thinking about, oh, my hands are wrinkled or things like that, that does change your perspective. It changes your outlook. And I'm a a witness that it changes. um, Sometimes I can't describe the feeling like of peace and joy that you begin to get. And you, to me, exuberate that peace and joy. As you were talking, I'm like kind of lulled by the conversation. So it feels like you've done the work. And the more work that I do, I start to feel that more sense of 
peace within myself. So I love it. Um, aren't I more than that? I wrote that down. So yeah, I would love for everyone. Yes, absolutely. And and this is a practice. Like often there's this perspective that we need to get to a place of like self-love and acceptance, like 100% all the time, every single day, every single moment. When we see it like that, it can be this massive mountain to climb. Like we're, we're human. We've got an ego. We've got all these different traumas and beliefs and things that we've experienced. And we also have the soul as well. And there's so many different aspects to us. And when I prefer to talk about it in terms of self-tenderness, like just bringing gentle, loving presence to ourselves. And it's not about loving ourselves or being okay with ourselves every single moment all the time. It's just every now and again in those little moments that we just have a little reminder or a gentle, like, prompt on our phone pops up or a post-it note or something that can bring us back it's this journey of remembering 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 coming back and in those moments we can be like it's okay I've got gray hairs it's okay (laughs) or like there's this habit that I do that I don't like or for example like there's we notice that we're criticizing ourselves and then we're like it's important not to start criticizing ourselves for criticizing ourselves like (laughs) otherwise you get stuck in that loop so it's like it's okay yeah it's okay just in this moment it's okay and then from there we can take a step forward we can choose which direction we want to continue in Mm -hmm. I love that so we say this you know and it's, it's so easy to say but the Barbie movie just came out when I drive down the street, one of our major retailers, there's this big sign in front of the do- a doctor's office, a picture of Barbie, and the doctor does Botox. It's like, you can look like this, this, and this without the shine. So the media, the societal pressures of, of women trying to maybe even keep their spouse happy or just to look and feel young, it plays a, a role in the work that we do. How can we begin to counteract what the media is putting in front of us? Yeah, I mean, this is a huge topic, and especially for women. And it's very easy to forget that a lot of what we see is photoshopped yeah. <laughs> out there. And it's not Thank real people. You. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. So, <laughs> when I take my pictures for podcasts and so forth, I'm like, hey, make sure you're touching that stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's a huge topic and and I actually posted this recently on my stories on Instagram and I was talking about how if I followed the crowd I would have done certain things by now but it just didn't feel right within like I don't want to have Botox I don't want to do these things like that it just doesn't feel right for me now no shame on people if, if that's their path and they want to do that they're by all means everyone's free to do what they want to do Though it's really important that we as women, that we pause, like we take a moment just to listen, like, is this truly for me? Mm -hmm. Or am I trying to belong somewhere to be accepted by someone? Like, is it external or is it internal? And really noticing that difference and and anything that we do. I mean, it's, I color my hair with henna. So I do that for me and it's not, to try and like fit into the crowd so it's important distinction there it's really yeah just remembering that a lot of what we see online a lot of what we see in advertising they're not real people Mm -hmm. they've been 
photoshopped i mean i studied design at university i was taught how to use photoshop i know how it's done and it's used all the time there's like a special magic wand that you press and it gets rid of everything this is what they use and it's not real and the more we're seeing that and the more we're exposing ourselves to that we start forgetting what real humans are really like so it's important that we surround ourselves with body positive people like they're sharing things online there are some accounts on Instagram that are really body positive and that there are women who are aging and they're showing all their wrinkles and um, celebrating that so like following accounts like that and paying attention to that and ignoring the rest as much as possible obviously there's this influence like we're going to see things but it's just remembering the difference and like what choice like what do we choose to continue focusing on and to really challenge ourselves let go of those filters I mean I have a challenge where I I try not to use filters at all on Instagram so any photo of me is without a filter I do that because I don't want my unconscious mind to start getting used to seeing myself with a filter I want to just always be me, the real me. And so then when I look in the mirror, I'm more accepting of this rather than seeing a filter on Instagram all the time. I like that because what you just said is start to see that image of yourself on Instagram and it's nice and soft and X, Y, Z. And then you look in the mirror, you're like, what in the world? (laughs) You know, so even your brain starts to react to that and that too can impact your self-image. And as you said, everyone has a choice in how they move forward or make those decisions for themselves because sometimes Botox may be for a medical condition or what have you, but making sure that it is not to fit in the crowd. I'm looking at the quote that you gave me, it's not to fit in the crowd, but it's so that you can do what is best for you and what suits you best. It's a huge struggle, I think right now. It's a, a generational struggle as well. So it's not just like, you know, junior high girls anymore having this problem. There's 50, 60 year old women still having that that body image problem. And it's a lot of what it goes on in society. No shame here with for anyone, but it's a lot of what goes on in society that is causing us to be like that. So how can women embrace the changes their bodies are going through, especially women that are in their 40s, 50s, 60s? What you, you've talked to us about it more, but give us a couple of practical additional steps of embracing those changes. Yeah, so this is a thing, like sometimes people are like, especially the ego, like it, it wants to hold on how things are and I have my identity and this is how it is and anything that changes that can feel scary. This is the thing, like sometimes essentially life is change. There will always be change that we cannot control that. We cannot like we can try (laughs) nothing is permanent it's always going to change so we might as well just surrender and accept it and to grow old gracefully as like I always think to like actors like Judi Dench or Helen Mirren like they've just like gracefully like embrace themselves like it's just wonderful yeah it's like really just noticing that like often it's this fear of change and wanting to control and that when we're in the flow of life when we're actually like just going with life and and being in life and recognizing that we are life every single person is part of life we're all connected so everyone has different beliefs on this but I just keep it simple life like I have 
a spark of life within you have a spark of life within and people listening have a spark of life within them we're all connected and when we come back to that and see the bigger picture really like flow with that then it becomes a whole lot easier I mean I know I'm talking in terms of, of like ideas and concepts the to make it practical we could simply just like have a song or an image or a, a few words on a post-it note or on our phone or like little things that we just pop within our surroundings within our environment because when we're going about our day our unconscious mind is absorbing everything it's like this black box recorder that you have on airplanes like the, the unconscious mind is like absorbing everything paying attention to everything so when we have things within our environment that support this new way of being a new way of living a new way of accepting ourselves then it's a lot easier so we can just bring in little things and just have them placed around us that can help just finding like people that inspire us online or watching documentaries or like all these there are many practical ways that we can go about it Though it's just remembering that the bigger picture of like, who are we really? Mm -hmm. And are we connected to that? And any form of like wanting to control, wanting to hurry things up or wanting to slow things, like slow things down in an unhealthy way in terms of like trying to keep something the same all the time. That's the ego. That's not the soul. I like that. I think it's also important, especially again, as women begin to age, I I keep harping on that today, but we're getting old (laughs) y'all. It's a good, it's a good thing though. Um, but as we do begin to age, our a lot of times our support network gets thinner and thinner. You know, maybe if your kids are in school, the people you hang around are the other parents. And when your kids are in college, maybe you're hanging around the other parents. But as that stops happening, your support network, and as we get older, our support network gets smaller. Can you tell me how we can, or give some suggestions out as how we can create more of a support network when we're going through things like um, trying to be more... Um, Um, conscious about body image, a support network that helps us mentally, emotionally, and or physically? There are many ways. I mean, if we don't have people in our lives already um, in that type of area, then there are many workshops, there are many meetups, there are many communities and support groups out there that you can join. Now, if you have a handful of friends and like some of your friends are interested in this topic or like coming together and like creating something meaningful, then by all means, create a women's circle, like create a group that you come together with. This is what I did about three or four years ago. I went through a very difficult situation. I was experiencing a lot. There was a big breakup. There was a lot of trauma and it was a very difficult time. And what I did is I literally just reached out to a handful of friends and said, hey, look, I need support. And in I did that in, right in the beginning, mm-hmm. like right in the beginning. And then when I started feeling all the emotions and everything was coming up, I had my friends already checking in on me and just supporting me. So in those moments where I didn't feel like reaching out, I had a message come in. And then I also asked to like create this women's circle. So I I was seeing other people, like other women being in women's circles or like other women having a close knit group of friends. And I was like, I want that. (laughs) I want to experience that too. So I sent a message to a few friends that I knew of and I was like hey I want to create a women's circle some of them invited women that they knew that I didn't know and we created this women's circle and it's still going today we meet up every month and it's a wonderful place to just have this 
space where we each person has their time to share whatever they want to share mm. and we all listen completely with presence and we just hold that space for that person and then at the end we chat and if we meet up in person we bring food and some drinks and snacks and just like have a great time um if we're doing it online then we we have this wonderful space where we can connect sometimes we pull some cards and we just have this wonderful time together it becomes such a nourishing thing and i've benefited so much from this women's circle and having a women's circle that and i've learned so much as well and now i'm actually starting a women's circle for the public like women can join in barcelona i feel that like every single woman needs to be part of something like this even if it's just with three people or like two people or like just do it like reach out and if you don't know of anyone personally then there are workshops there are groups out there online in person there are I love those suggestions because sometimes, again, we do get to ourselves. Like you may think you don't have any friends or there's not an opportunity. How easy is that? Just call one person and then maybe they call someone else and then be open, honest, respectful, keep the conversation within the circle and so forth. So yeah, there is that opportunity. I agree that that will help women as we transition through uh, perimenopause, postmenopause. Also, it helps with body image as well, because you become more comfortable with yourself as you start to become more comfortable around other people. So those are great suggestions. I know also you provide every other week, you provide some awesome tips on your podcast. So tell us how we can find the, the temps and information that you provide on your podcast. Yes. Yeah, so I started this podcast almost two years ago. I can't quite believe it. And it's just little bite-sized episodes. So they're about 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It's like something that people can easily listen to, like as they're going about their day with all the different things that they're doing. So it's called Creating Change with Emma Bradford. And you can find it on any platform, like major podcast platform out there even on YouTube as well. So it's all on there and um, people have really been enjoying that. And there's a whole wide variety of topics, everything from soul art to numerology, to NLP, to self-love and acceptance, to perfectionism, to anything. Like I've, I've covered many different topics and it's a wonderful place that I, I love doing it because using my voice and speaking like that's been something that I've I've found really um healing not only for me personally like being able to speak things out and I think also for many women like women speaking is such a healing thing and using their voice and also it's such a wonderful place where you can just like share all these different tips and tools and people can share it and around and it's just such a, a lovely thing to to have and yeah I love it and I've often had the comment like many many times over the years I've been doing this for almost 11 years now and so many people have said oh you have such a soothing voice such a calm voice I could listen to you all day so I was like okay maybe I should start a podcast <laughs> so a lot of people listen to the podcast for that as well because it helps to bring them a sense of calm and ease as well having a, a soothing voice to listen to 
<laughs> you do. I'm laughing. I'm cracking up because I'm thinking my listeners are probably like, Stephanie's crazy and she does not have a calming voice. And she's usually <laughs> but you do that. That's why earlier I said it feels like you did the work because there's this calming energy all around you. And I love being in your presence. That's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I think <laughs> people listen to me. They're like, yeah, no, she don't have a calming voice. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much and, and we all have gifts we all have gifts you bring so much joy too <laughs> it's my laughter uh, so what are Emma what are you reading or listening to right now so listening uh, I love listening to different artists different music on on Spotify like a lot of it's to do for dancing like I love dancing so there's a lot of different um dance music on there uh, or other artists like uh Nick Mulvey or many different artists out there what I'm reading at the moment I'm currently reading a book about Mary Magdalene which I really love and I'm really enjoying that and there's many different books out there on, on the topic like I love yeah this topic I just feel really drawn to Mary Magdalene so, so the, there's one great book which is called um, Mary Magdalene Revealed I think it's called that by Megan Watson that's not the one I'm currently reading but that's one that I highly recommend that but actually every single woman needs to read that and it's it's all about that deeper feminine wisdom that we can all connect to that we all have within and it's such an important thing especially nowadays in this society where we're we've just been like go 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 do 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 for so long and it's all been about the outward living and how can we bring it back internally and as we wrap, um, we talked about how folks can find the podcast, but how can we find you? How can someone work with you if they're interested in learning more? Yes. Yeah, so my website is www.emmabradford.net and everything's on there. You can find out about events that I'm doing, workshops. Sometimes there are workshops online. Sometimes they're in person. I do a mix of everything. I have one-on-one -on -one sessions as well where we can dive in a lot deeper in the personal sessions. And there's many different things I bring into the personal sessions. So all the information there is on the website. And I'm also on social media as well. So YouTube, I post all the podcasts and other classes there on YouTube as well. I do YouTube lives quite often and also Instagram, Emma Bradford 5 on Instagram. Awesome. Emma, thank you so much for being a guest today. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Hello Hot Flash where we help you control the midlife change. Make sure to check out the show notes where we will include links to all the subjects that we covered today. And if you want to discover how to manage your hormones so you can sleep better, have more energy and manage your weight, take the quiz on hellohotflash.com. It only takes 90 seconds. Here's to your health. Worried about the weight, the stress, and the sleepless nights? Take my online hormone quiz to discover how you can make simple lifestyle changes that will help you lose weight, eliminate stress, and sleep like a baby. The Hello Hot Flash Hormone Quiz. Find out more on hellohotflash.com.